Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. All right, we're back for another week of Frizz and the Grizz. I think we're like 15 deep, episode 15 or 16. How was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Thanksgiving was fun, man. Before I get into the Thanksgiving, because we got to say it, baby, we're back on a Monday. Happy fucking Monday, baby. Thanksgiving was great, though. Um, was able to spend time with the in-laws, uh, part of the family that we hadn't been for the past, I think, three or four years because they moved down to the Carolinas. Uh, so we were usually with my family. Now that we moved out here, we were able to spend it with their family. So it was really good for my wife, obviously. Question. We talked yeah. last last episode about your favorite Thanksgiving sides and, and whatnot. Did you eat a vegetable on Thanksgiving at all? I did not eat a vegetable. <laughs> I had to think about that. But to make it even better, when I grabbed the cranberry sauce out of the can, the looks that I was the first person was just like, yep, just give it here. That's a, no, that's a fruit. Never mind. It's not a vegetable, but yeah, that was, that was right away. I was like, yep, let me go ahead and get some of that cranberry sauce. (laughs) You're like, it wasn't living. It's close enough to a vegetable, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, Hey, Hey, no, who needs it? Right. It's again, don't, it's a no judgment day. You can't Mm. judge how people eat, look, or feel on Thanksgiving. Let, let people live. Amen to that. Amen to that. I want to be thankful for all y'all listening, watching live, checking us out in the podcast. Appreciate y'all. I want to start something new. I have it through on the bottom of the screen. Um, so every episode, I kind of want to start, maybe get a, a viewer viewer topic. We don't have any right now, but in the future, maybe we'll start the show with that and, and take one of your, your topics to start the show. Um, we have a good one today. We're going to talk a little NBA to start. A lot of college football stuff, especially looking ahead at the college football playoffs and um, you know conference championships. Uh, no Frizz's five, unfortunately. No, the heartbrokenness out there. But uh, I feel like we're spoiling them. Yeah, too much. It's always yeah. If if you keep giving them great greatness, great content, it's like what what's the surprise in it? So like we want we want people to we want people to feel it, right? We want people to be like, yo, where was Frizz's five? Like tune in, bro. And mm. Get you we get you the next one. Uh, there was there was a special segment today though, conspiracy. We're gonna get onto our truth teller segment, and then finally we're gonna it. talk uh, talk a little World Cup at the very end. I know people are, might might not be super tuned into that, but um, I did want to start something somewhere else today. As you mentioned, Happy Monday obviously is our, our go to slogan. Happy fucking Monday because we record this live every Monday on Twitch at D was it D Frizzy underscore Frizz five. That is correct. So check us out live. But um, so it's Monday and it's a, it's Cyber Monday. So it's a day, you know, everyone's done doing all the shopping. And I had a question for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently, a couple months ago, got a PS5. And I finally got around to turning in the old PS4 I brought to GameStop. By the way, my guy GameStop hook, hooked me up. How much money do you think I got from my old PS4? A hundred bucks. PS4, one controller, 140 bucks. That's actually really good. Yeah, hooked me up. So well, the the pro- not problem, but the thing is, is that they're more valuable now than they were like three years ago. Because yeah, we're oddly enough, people still can't get PS5s. How or why? I don't know. I also saw a post side topic that they're thinking about putting PS5s in Teslas and in Hondas. Okay. People can't go to Walmart and grab them, but we're gonna put them in cars. So I don't understand that. But yeah, pro- continue. Don't even. I was gonna say Elon Musk can't even keep Twitter up, so he's gonna I'm put a PS5 in the yeah. car. I don't. Let's not get sidetracked. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I went to the to the mall to turn in the PS5, uh, and. I realized I haven't been to a mall in 10 years before that. And I, dude, I'm telling you, I, I felt mad nostalgic. I'm like, Hey, malls are actually kind of fun. Like I kind of missed the mall thing. Have you been to a mall in a long time? It's been a very long time. I think the last time that I went to a mall was Providence place before we dipped. And it was like, again, four stories of a mall. <laughs> You're like, wow, there's a lot that you can do in here. Like, you can hit a lot of shops, right? Or I'm calling them shops, calling them, see how old we are. You can hit a lot of stores, um, leave with a lot of, you know, goodie bags and whatnot and feel like you were in the movies, you know, like walking out with like six bags in each hand. Um, but like, you just, it's really not like that anymore because again, like you said, it's Cyber Monday. People are all about that Amazon, ship it to me. Yeah, like I went to the mall. It was mad sad. Like there were so many shops I, I, there you go with the shop thing, but there were so many storefronts closed down mm-hmm. and, uh, but it just felt really good. Like it took me back to a time when I was in, you know, freshman in high school, whatever. And you used, that was a thing in the weekend. You'd go, go to the mall, like get dropped off by your parents, watch a movie, hang out with your friends. Like 
I don't know, man. It, 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 it's just some some type of nostalgic factor about them all, and just kind of wandering around without any purpose was kind of fun. Uh, so I'm 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 here to say it, like bring back the malls. Y'all should just just go back for just for just once. It's gonna be so hard to do that, man. Like I watched the the Taunton Mall, the Galleria, R.I.P. You know, go down the flames because of rent going up. Let alone if it were up now, the way that inflation has hit everybody. This was pre-COVID. It went down. <laughs> Imagine what the prices would be, you know, post or during. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's better. Like, you, you go when you're young, and then between, like, 20 and 30, you're like, I don't need to go no damn mall. And then, like, when you get older, you're just like, I actually like going to the store and, like, leaving with something, right? As opposed to, like, like the do- somebody knocked on my door today. I'm like, who the fuck is knocking on my Amazon. door? I walk outside, and it's Amazon lady. Yeah, walking back to a car. And I'm like. Thank you. Like, I don't even know what it is. It just has my name on it. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not as, it's not as good. It's not as fun as it used to be, you know, especially when you were a little uh, kid, you just like, you run into KB toys and you just like, I want a video game. Dude. Babbage's and whatnot. All those old school stores. You just made me so sad because you just made me think of another thing and I didn't want to go here with you, but now we're here <laughs> now that, now that we're both parents, right? Dude, I wish so bad because when I was a kid, I dude, how good was the Toys R Us trip? How good? Toys R Us would be amazing. So I like, I wish I could take my kid there and just be like, "Yo, Toys R Us, let's just get after it." Gone, sad. Toy stores are dead. Sad. I remember. I mean, terrible. Nah, I'm not gonna go down that road. But I do remember. I want to go down that road. Not on national. Not on national. But not on a live. We national. Point. We national. Uh, but we definitely national. There are people that were watching us. Would you say in Europe? Right? Did we hit Europe? We got. We had. We had one Italy download. Italy. Hey man, Ciao. it still counts. We're international. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the Toys R Us in Brockton, Mass, I remember it vividly, uh, being able to go there and always wanting that that basketball hoop, that, what is it, the the plastic one, uh, Fisher-Price, I think it might be, the plastic one with the, the silver backboard, the blue post, and the black base, mm-hmm. always wanted that. Guess what was one of the first things I purchased when Peyton was born? Oh, yeah. That goddamn basketball hoop. It's in the, it's in the living room right now. No, we're here. Now. <laughs> we're here. We're here. If you're, if you're a frequenter of this podcast, we get lost in topics a lot the one thing that i never got to have as a kid and my mom so we didn't have that much money so my mom would kind of lie about things sometimes <laughs> the, the you know like the little cars you can get in as a kid the electric cars and driving like tonka trucks uh like they're like you know they're small the kids can actually sit in there and drive them yes yep yep yeah like just electric cars so i always wanted one as a kid and my mom would tell me that they caught on fire and exploded so i couldn't have one that was, I realized later on in life that wasn't true and I was being lied to. But in, up until like 27, I thought they were like explosives. Like you could send those to Iraq and blow shit up. That's terrible. I swear, like, I, I'm, we probably still do it, but like the weird parent laws that like were said when we were kids, like, don't leave the light on while you're driving or you get pulled over by the cops. Like, everybody always believed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Wait, that, that's not uh, true? Yeah, exactly. Right. You can, uh, I mean, to me, it might be, to it might truth, be. but like, I'm always like, I don't think you can actually get pulled over for that. Um, another was like the scooter. Remember Nope. You'll break your ankle. Like everybody's breaking their ankle. Oh, those are fun. I knew so many kids that had that damn razor scooter and not a single part. Yeah. It hurt your ankle. If you, you know, pink right on the bone, but like nobody got hurt <laughs> riding a razor scooter. <laughs> what did, what did your mom think you're going to be like Tony Hawk at the skate park? Like yeah, doing tricks, like, the razor. No, we can't. you just, you might die, you know, riding a razor scooter on, you know, the flat street, not even like a ramp or anything like that. Just like, Nope, not on the driveway. Like we live in complexes too. Like you can't hit the speed bump. Like, I don't know. It was, it was definitely, did you, did time. you have any more as a kid growing up, like fake parent things that your, your parents told you to avoid, you have, you avoid doing something. I have one more for you. I'll probably I'd be hit me with one and see if I can think of one. So this I, is the this is some crazy the, shit. The Are you ready for this? Yeah. So my mom used to love drinking Freshka the soda, and like we we're you know have you heard of Freshka? It's like a mm-hmm. lemon lime. Okay, and um, we'd want to drink I'm like oh can we have a soda? Can we have a soda? Now we're like ten years old. All right, mind you, and she'd said no, and I'm like well, why can't we have one? And she goes, Freshka actually will give you cancer. <laughs> 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 And we'd be like, why are you drinking them then? And she's like, well, I'm going to get cancer anyway, so I'm going to drink fresh Oh, cup. my goodness. And yeah. you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, All never right. never drink fresh, yeah, <laughs> you ever. You just listen. Yep. That's terrible. I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure it'll hit me at some point during the show. Oh, my God. I'm glad we started in the most random spot today, as usual. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, let's actually talk some sports. Uh, D, bring us into this topic, because this is something you brought up to me 
last week and we didn't get we didn't get to touch on. So what what about the NBA in particular that that caught your interest? Few things, but one really important one, and it might even be more so United States sports. There's no favorite right now, right? Uh, granted, you could say the Celtics, but like people usually cling to superstars. And I feel like the league right now is in a state where because there's no favorite to win the championship, like odds and ends, like clear cut champion, the casual fan isn't watching sports anymore or not, not as much. Uh, what I mean by that is the people that are, you know, NBA enthusiasts, right? People that love the game. You love the magic. I love the Lakers. Like we're going to watch the game, right? NBA on Christmas, we're going to be watching all four games, no matter who's playing, because like we love basketball. But the casual fan, the guy that or gal that can like cling to like the Golden State Warriors because they're the thing or the Cleveland Cavaliers because they got LeBron James. I feel like they're not around anymore or around right now because there's so much parity in the league. There's so much movement in the league. And I think you're going to hit on the point too, but like all of our stars that we grew up watching, they're getting old, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're 35 plus years old. And like, it's hard to now start to think about the next wave of NBA player, the young gunner. Cause it's like, damn, man, I've been rooting for X player for the last 15, 20 years. Now I got to find somebody else too. Cause my guy's about to retire. It's just, I feel like that's a very strange part that we're in. And I, I know you're going to hit on a couple of really good topics for it. No, actually, so like, well, we talked about this before the show. I was thinking you were going somewhere else with this. And now that I hear you kind of, you know, s lay out your thoughts, what I think you're referring to is not that there's a favorite because like I'm looking at the odds right now and there are clear favorites. Boston and the Bucks are, are clear, clearly heads and sh shoulders above everyone else. But I think what you're referring to more is like, if you think back five, 10 years, there was a player that dominated like four to five years and they were kind of the centerpiece. So if you think back to the Golden State Warriors where every year you see Steph Curry's face and he's the face of the league. Before that, the Heat and LeBron. Um, going back even before that, you can maybe say the Spurs and Tim Duncan. I know he's not like a flashy face, but then you have your Kobe. So you have like singular faces of the league dominating. And right now, the best player, in my opinion, I think most basketball fans would agree is Giannis, but he's not that like flashy in your face. He's a very humble, humble guy. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're referring to is like, there's no gravitating singular face and team that a casual fan of the NBA might gravitate to. It's, it's a lot of younger faces. It's a lot of teams that maybe haven't been in this limelight in the past couple of years. Like, you know, I mean the Celtics have been, but you know um, you have the Cavaliers um, and some other teams that are coming up. So I think, is that what you're more referring to? You're getting close. Uh, I mean, like I said, I might be all over the place with it, but like essentially I feel like people like to cling to what other people are doing, right? And if other people, the, the path of least resistance, if you can tune on the game and just like, I don't know, like, oh, it's the Golden State Warriors. I know that because of Steph Curry. Cool. But like, you're not tuning on and be like, oh, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Who? Right? Like, well, you know Giannis, yeah. Yeah, you may know Giannis, but like they, the I feel like the casual may not because they're not rooting, they're not watching the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not a big market team. And even you could say the same thing with like the Celtics. Like we know the faces, Jason Tatum, but there's also players on that team where it's like, is it Jalen Brown? Is it Jason Tatum? Like it's Boston. I, I don't know if they're going to be the favorite. To, you know, there's just so much out there where there's no clear, for me, there's no clear cut team slash player that is the, the crown of the league mm -hmm. that NBA casuals are just going to be like, all right, we'll wait to the playoffs and, and figure out who I want to root for. Another thing too that might be playing into that is that I would say that arguably the three best players, if you want to think of like last year's MVP race, are all foreign born. Jokic oh, is, is, um, is from, I, I don't know if he's from Serbia. Um, I forget what, exactly what country he's from. Obviously Giannis is the Greek freak from, from Greece. And then Embiid's actually, I believe he's from, um, is he from the I Congo? Was, I was going to say Congo. I might be, it's it's one of the African countries. But yeah, so I, I feel like the, the the actual faces of the league right now, the best players are from are from overseas. And then the faces that we're used to seeing, you know, your LeBrons, your Kawhis, um, even, I mean, Steph's still dominating, but a lot of these faces that you're used to seeing dominate the league have kind of taken a step back with skill-wise and also like their teams are not kind of producing the way we thought they would. Um, and I think I think another thing to consider is like, yeah, what we're seeing as far as the state of the NBA is the, the, tor the torch passing, 
right? There's is it's almost like a gap generation because there's there's a lot of really good young players in the league coming into their own right now. The, the last batch of players are kind of the, they're their tail end. And there's I don't can't think of guys that are like right in the middle, um, like in their prime now leading a team. Can you? I'm just looking at the standings and like I'm trying to find like a guy like maybe hard. maybe Damian I mean, Lillard still part. still the guy, but even his but he, team he's is not is even met. playing anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's the tough part, right? Again, it's because it, there's the there's the 25 and younger, and then there's the 35 and older. Right. That mid ground is like where it's hard to, again because I, I guess like, Giannis is like the first person of that new wave, and I don't yeah. I think he's a little older. I have to get his exact age, but I'm guessing he's probably somewhere around 27. Mm-hmm. He's also an NBA champion, so like that that helps. But th- think of this, right? The Bucks won the championship two years ago, right? It, it doesn't seem like it was that long, but like they won the championship two seasons ago, and they're like still not like Giannis still isn't the brand of basketball. It's it's just it blows my mind. If Kobe Bryant, R.I.P. Like when he won the championship the first year, then next year was everything was Lakers, everything was Kobe. This past year wasn't. Bucks, like we talked more about the the injury with um, Middleton than we talked about what Giannis is doing to carry his team. It's just that there's there's no cling to that player, that team. Let me ask you this: it's not a big market. Before LeBron went to Miami, how big of a? I know he was a fantastic player, but how big of a star was he? Like as far as face of the NBA, I think he was on the verge. At that time frame, it was the big three in Boston, and it was the Lakers. So he was third fiddle to the to those teams. So what, what I was going to get at by asking you that is, to be the face of the league, do you have to have some measure of controversy as as part of your up your being? Because LeBron has the decision and some of the things he's done. Kobe obviously has his controversies. I'm not talking about the sexual assault. I'm talking about just kind of like his relationship with um, Shaq and and kind of that that beef there. It. Maybe it just hurts Giannis as far as image wise that he's just so squeaky clean. He's almost boring at times. I mean, you see that with baseball. I hate to bring that up because I'm not Mike really Trout. a fan of baseball. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going was Mike Trout. Um, but leagues need villains. Leagues need bad guys for people to hate. And when you think about like let's just say Steph Curry, right? Just look at the prime example. Babyface kind of under the radar first four or five seasons, boom, the league, right? He became the face. Then the KD thing happened and everybody hated the Warriors. So they were all over the place. Granted, KD, you know, um, Steph and and Clay, obviously Dre and everybody else. And then like they had the team against them, LeBron and, and Kyrie, right? That was the battle for two, three years. Okay. And then they became injured. They got old. And now everybody's kind of back to not hating Golden State. They're like, well, they won a championship without KD. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's hating them anymore. So it's like, if the league doesn't have a villain to cling to to hate, we that, have might one. Be more, that might be a relation to why there's, there's not a casual compared to, you know, five years ago. So, okay, I, I see where you're coming at now. Now I see the angle. So you're saying storyline-driven matchups is what, what the NBA is missing today. Because, like you said, you... We knew, you know, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, it was going to be Golden State versus the Cavaliers in the finals. And, like, we're like, why are we even doing the regular season? Let's just go to the finals. And that was dope, man. Like, those back and forths were amazing. I think that we have the villain, but they're just not living up to expectations. Like, the Nets were supposed to be that villain that we hate, but they're just sorry every year. I mean, they had, they had, they had a year where they um, made it to the second semifinals. Round. They got to the second round. But yeah, the Nets were supposed to be that villain, and so were the Lakers to some extent. Both teams were just, they were supposed to be the team that we hate, and then they just did not produce the way we thought they would. The, the crazy part is, too, is because they haven't produced, there are teams that you just look at and you go, well, even though they're highly ranked, highly rated, expected to finish great, we know they're not going to. Teams that come to mind, the Phoenix Suns, every fucking season, they're always going to be, like you, you usually would think, like maybe I dislike the Suns, no, you just don't care because, you know, Chris Paul and them in Phoenix are going to choke, right? Same thing with Philly. Like, all right, I don't care how good they are. They're going to choke in the playoffs. Like, it's just that's more of the narrative compared to I hate them because they're so good. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you, like spiraling off the Lakers thing. Not, not the Lakers in particular, but 
So, like, I, I remember, I don't know, 2018, you know, the Lakers, everyone was losing their shit because they had LeBron and AD. They are supposed to be the biggest thing. And then then you have the whole Kawhi saga where, oh, is he going to join the Lakers? Is he going to join the Clippers? There was a third team. I don't remember who the third team was. Uh, Toronto, maybe going back to Toronto. And I remember he went the, with the uh, the Clippers. They've added Paul George, and everyone's like, wow, we have our, our rivalry for the next five years of these teams are going to go back and forth for the you know the title and uh, yada, yada, yada. Do you think that the the Clippers were the have been the bigger disappointment of the two teams? Because personally, like I look at the Clippers now, and Paul George has been okay. He's been Paul George. But Kawhi, they've gotten nothing out of him. And I think, honestly, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is a hot take or anything. I think Kawhi's career is done. Like I think he's he's never going to be a top 30 player the rest of the way. He might have a couple games here or there where he looks like Kawhi. His body's just so broken at this point that he'll never be able to play a full uh, postseason, let alone half of the regular season. He's done. Def- definitely a, a hot take for it. I like it. Um, the reason being, and Pop saw the writing on the wall, load management. I understand that you're hurt. There's a difference between hurt and injured. I don't... And- I don't think mm. so. I've heard podcasts where they've talked to people close to the situation, and he's not mm. hurt nor injured. He has potent. He has what they think is chronic, like chronic breakdown of like his knee, like his knees. Is that the bone on bone type stuff? It's just so yeah. It's just so broken down at this point that he's never going to be quote unquote healthy. There's just he. It's not physically possible for him to be healthy at this point. Yeah, and I hate to see injuries derail a player's career, but that's part of the league. Injuries happen, unfortunately. So yeah, to to get to your point, to get to your question, I do believe that the Clippers are the biggest disappointment in LA. And that's not even just an LA bias. The, the Lakers won a championship. Like no matter what anybody says about how bad they've been, they still have a championship. The Clippers still have zero, right? So if we're gonna say the Kings, Queens of LA or any kind of comparison, you have to show up. And they had the ability to show up when they had Kawhi, KG, I mean, um, Paul G, PG. And I'm pretty sure they had a deep bench too. They yeah. had a pretty good roster, right? I think it was like three or four years ago. And the team just hasn't played together. So, like, if we're going to say all this stuff about, you know, KD, Kyrie, and um, uh, James Harden for what didn't happen in, in Brooklyn, we got to say the same stuff, unfortunately, in LA, but Clippers side of it. AD and LeBron, they won a championship. So as much as people want to clown on it for being in the bubble, they still won a championship. Like that's going to be written in, in history books for years to come. So it, the trade worked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you ha- you can have to say the Clippers might be a dis- bigger disappointment, A, because you said the championship, but also the expectations on the Clippers for all of these seasons have been super high. And for the Lakers, as time progressed, expectations have been dampered. Even this year, most NBA analysts had them in the play-in and that's kind of where they're trending. A lot of people had the Clippers as the one seed and the Clippers are trending towards the play-in right now. So based on expectations, I, I think for sure Clippers have been the more disappointing team and and I think it's largely because people believe in Kawhi and it's just not it ain't his thing anymore. Yeah, I hate to see it too. I didn't I didn't know about the whole, you know, bone breakdown or, or ligament breakdown. Like that's it's, that's tough to hear. It's the um, uh it's yeah, the ligaments. It's it's the cartilage between the bones, I guess. Or rotting away. It's what whatever keeps the bones like from physically rubbing against each other, it's just broken down in his knees. So when he plays basketball, it doesn't take too many games before he's in like immense pain. Yep. That's bone on bone. And that's again, I'm not a doctor, but just just playing the game as you, you know, you played as well. And anybody that listens has played basketball or, you know, sports in general, any type of injury, bone on bone, elbows or knees like that. You can't recover from that. There's, there's no amount of ice in the world that helps swelling when it comes to bone on bone. Yeah. And the crazy thing about the Kawhi situation is apparently he had, he had been dealing with that breakdown during that playoff run where he won the championship with Toronto he played through injury. I knew that. And if you watch, go back and watch, like he he wasn't even getting an inch off the ground on his jump shots. He just physically couldn't get off the ground. It's amazing what he was able to do carrying the team. Granted, Golden State fell apart at the end, but still, like he carried that team throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kyle Lowry played his ass off. Yeah, that might be, he might be like, just if you just take a encapsulate like those two years of Kawhi, he could have been one of the best players of all time. It's just, it just... Based on injury, it just didn't happen. Um, yeah, so I get you to stay at NBA. Are there any like young teams that you want to talk about that like 
you know, because we're talking about the passing of the baton and like you can see that, especially in the Western Conference with the Memphis in the third seed, New Orleans at the fourth seed. Like these are some very young teams. Even I don't know if you want to consider Denver with Jokic. He's like that next generation superstar. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna agree with you on uh, definitely Memphis, definitely New Orleans. Um, we we said it in the off season, Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like I, I'm a big fan of those. Um, you said New Orleans. I said they were gonna be a little two worse. seed, man, two seed. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're pushing. They're it. looking good, obviously. So I'm I'm gonna agree with you on those teams for the younger, you know, talented teams that where the draft worked out for them, drafting mini trades or trades to their team. They didn't trade away talent. They essentially acquired younger talent um, to get rid of veterans, and it's working out, right? So that's that's the baton passing, if you want to call it that, and the relay race of longevity. Um, so let's let's hope that it it takes off. But even if you name those three teams, I love me some John Morant. He's already hurt, right? Yeah. And like those are the things that break down. One of the you know one of my good friends from from Massachusetts, he said. We are seeing the reincarnation of Derrick Rose. And my first thought was, don't put that hex on him because I love Ja Morant, but he is a knee injury away from being Derrick Rose. The spark in the pan, the franchise player, the league is on his shoulders. And because he plays above the rim, he's not a jump shooter like a Steph Curry. All it takes is one injury and it changes literally his life. Uh, so my my heart goes to him to make sure that he stays healthy, but that might be what the league needs. If the Hawks were better, we would have the villain. It would be Trey Young. If they were better, right? They're just they're fringe good, fringe average. Can you be a villain at six foot one or whatever? Did everybody hate Steph Curry? Yes. Did they? Everybody, though? No, no, no. Yes. People like Steph. Yes. People like Steph still. Back in the not day when they were running, running KD. Shit? not those three years. K, the, the they hated KD. KD. True, but the, the the trade essentially made just like people hated LeBron. The hate filtered to Dwayne Wade, even though it was his team. It's the same thing. It was you know Steph's team, but because many people disliked the decision for KD to go there, that hate helped you know helped go along with with Steph and people like all he can fucking do is shoot like he's he can't play defense he gets off ball steals and all he can do is shoot those are old people right. yeah but like now he's like one of the best if not the best point guard in the history of the game so like the guy can play right <laughs> yeah uh yeah just b- before we move off the NBA stuff I did want to say like a couple weeks ago three weeks ago we were kind of looking at the standings being like what the hell is going on it was wonky like the Jazz in first place in the West. And I think right now we're seeing kind of things settle back into what we thought would happen. Yeah, the bad teams are starting to sink back and the good teams are starting to rise. There are a couple teams that I'm like, I'm still surprised. I don't know how long they're going to hang on. Maybe like, it's a question. Maybe we'll have an NBA uh, guy join us next week. Maybe, you know, what we were talking about, maybe having a guess. And there are teams like the Pacers. Like I'm trying to figure out, is this team for real? They're the four seed right now in the East. And they were projected to be one of the worst teams. You know, a team like that, you know, do we think they are legitimate and can hang on? Um, the same thing in the Western Conference with the Kings. You know, they're a team that's a perennial laughing stock of the league. And they've been feisty this year. They're they're, they're competing. So I, I'm curious to see how long some of those teams can hang on. We'll, uh, maybe we'll talk about next week. Maybe have like a more dedicated NBA uh, episode. If nothing else, you know, sports related happens. I like it. I like it. I like moving on to that. All right. Word. All right, so the next segment is one we've tried once before. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, the Brian Winhurst. What's the line he says, Winhurst? Oh, man. Why would they do that? Why? Why yeah. would the Kings do that? You got that. So uh, I, I put my conspiracy hat on this week again, and I was thinking a little. We alluded to this conspiracy before, and I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to really dive into it and kind of get get this thing on, get this thing going. So let's start, let's get us started. Big media won't tell you the full story, but we will. It's time to open your third eye and hear the truth. This is the Truth Tellers with Trudeau. I like that as the music was going, you looked away to get water or something. You looked back and didn't realize because I was going to be wearing the tin hat. 
Yeah, I you know I wanted to say it, but I'm glad I didn't. Like, hey, are you gonna put the hat on? I'm glad I didn't give it away because those that watch again, for those that listened on Tuesdays, we really appreciate it. We love you guys, like guys and gals. Keep doing it; it makes us do what we do. But for those that get to watch the value of it live on stream, you can see all of the facial reactions, all of the dumb like ideas that come to mind. We're like, oh, let's do this. So please continue watching us live because that was an organic response. Where <laughs> I had no idea you were going to pull out the hat again. And I tried not to bust out laughing in the middle of your intro. <laughs> the best part is I've had this hat sitting behind my desk for like a month now waiting for the next Truth Teller segment. <laughs> All right. Why would I do that? Why? Why would he All right. Let's get into this, shall we? Let's get, let me get into the mojo of the, of the Truth Tellers. Darian. Alabama football, good old Nick, St. Nick, Nick Saban. He has only missed one college football playoffs since its inception. They must really like that, man. Why is that? Why is that? Let me tell you why. Alabama football pulls out some of the highest ratings in college football. They're the most watched team in the country outside of Ohio State. Last year, I'll give you a guess, two of the top three games ratings-wise last year were what? Uh, Alabama, Georgia, national championship game. And? Alabama, hmm, it wasn't LSU because they weren't good last year. Was it Alabama Ohio State semifinal championship game? Uh, the other highly rated game was Alabama Georgia mm -hmm. SEC championship. Two Perfect. Alabama Georgia games in the top three ratings. I forgot there was a rematch. Ratings means people are watching. When people are watching, means it's good for business. I hate you. Let me say this. Who do you think runs the college football playoffs? Who? Do you know? The, Ala the Alabama Crimson Tide. E-S-P-N. Mm -hmm. Who has the rights to the national championship game in the playoffs? ESPN and ABC Network. E-S-P-N. Now, why is that? <laughs> They want to make a lot of money, right? They have the big football games. They want people to watch their broadcast. Who brings in the most eyes? We already talked about it. Alabama, Georgia. Conveniently, at the one seed right now, Georgia Bulldogs, sitting right outside, waiting, noodle Nick Saban. Would it be convenient if the college football committee that works for ESPN, essentially, put Alabama at number four, creating the Alabama-Georgia matchup that we already talked about earlier was one of the highest rated matchups twice last year. What do you think is going to happen, D? It's going to happen. We said it. We said it. We said it. You said it. I didn't want it to happen. Do not give the committee the opportunity to put in Alabama because they will goddamn put in Alabama. And let me just get a little deeper into the conspiracy, right? Who just purchased the rights to SEC football for the next 10 years for $3 ES billion? ESPN did. I watched that commercial ESPN on the SEC on ESPN. And like my first mind was, that means the SEC has contracts with CBS and ESPN. Oh my! Let I again. I don't want to go sidetrack because this is the truth tellers. NIL get your money because they're not caring about players right now with that type of contract. But my point is with the SEC thing, it definitely is good for business for ESPN to make their product more visible, right? Get them, get them, boys into the college football playoffs, and reap the rewards later. And one other layer to this, what if deeper conspiracy, 
We talked about the two of the top three rated college football games last year. Do you know what the third one was? I thought it was um, Michigan-Ohio State, but I, I don't think it was. Michigan-Ohio State. Guess what the highest rated football game was this year so far? Michigan-Ohio State. I'm not saying that the thing's fixed. I'm not saying it. No one's saying anything. We're just asking the question. Wouldn't it be fantastic for the college football playoffs? Don't say it, please. If TCU lost and USC lost and Ohio State stayed at number four or at number five this week and we had Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Ohio State number three, Alabama four. That's all three of the highest rated football games of last year and this year. It's going to happen, guys. Keep your third eye open. The money does not lie. And that's been the Truth Tellers. I'm telling you, dog. I hate it. You know what's going to happen. You're, you're close to being right on this. You called it. You you called it. Um, the big losers. And I mean, when you put it the way that you just did with the the, the media in the last couple, you know, large viewed uh, college football games, I had Ohio State as a big loser just because of the way they lost. Right? They, it wasn't a one touchdown game. They lost by double digits. I, I wasn't expecting that. Um, but LSU losing, Clemson losing in the ways that they did. For some reason, South Carolina wants to start to upset everybody, unfortunately, uh, and LSU. I said it was going to be a tough game. I told you they weren't going to get by A&M easily, and it happened again. Holy shit, dude. The conspiracy's deeper. Yeah. Hold on. I just realized something. Oh, here we go. Put the hat back on. Before the show, we talked about spreads. We were both shocked that USC, Utah, and TCU, Kansas State were such Three small and half, spreads. Yeah. And we were like, that makes no sense. The fix is in, man. Take Utah, take K-State. There's a reason why that spread's so small. People know something, man. The upsets, the, the, the fix is in. Oh, I can't believe you just did. See, now you when you say stuff like that, it makes me unthink it. And I am never going to be a conspiracy theorist that, like, betting in sports are, like, yeah, man, like this happened because there's people betting on the game. Like, I am so against that just because of playing the game for so long. But when you say shit like but, this, just dude, like, it's crazy. So here's the spreads: uh, ACC, I know. We watched U- it. I mean, UNC, yeah, UNC is a seven and a half point favorite. Big Ten, Michigan's a sixteen and a half point favorite. SEC, Georgia's a seventeen and a half point favorite. And then out of nowhere, the Big Big Twelve, TCU's only a two and a half point favorite. Pac-10, USC's only a three-point favorite. The two teams that if they lost would would set the most amazing playoff of all time. Why are the spreads so low on those games? Someone knows something. Someone knows something. I I don't want to say that I believe it, but my eyes will be glued to the TV this Saturday because of it. Yeah, man, that is incredible information. You know, I I don't want to see that. I've seen Michigan, Ohio State. I've seen Bama, Georgia. I'm sick of seeing it. I just wanted LSU to win just to throw a wrench into this goddamn chain of reactions that they have going. But yeah, man, it's yeah. it's the writing. We we said that we needed four, right? We said we needed four because like there was always a fix to get those two same teams in. Now it's the same four goddamn teams. Like we can't get away from it. When it's eight or sixteen in three years from now, like when it's sixteen, they can't have a fix of sixteen in the same teams. So let's just get to it, man. Like, just get to the uh, you know the sixteen team playoff, just to reward the right teams that deserve to be in the championship. Bro, the funniest thing about that segment is I was I don't believe I didn't believe any of the things that I said starting it. Now I'm starting to think like, holy shit, am I onto something? Yeah, you might, you just might be. Y'all heard it first here on the Frizz and the Grizz podcast, but there might be something brewing when it comes to the TCU USC games this Saturday. Conference championships having spreads as low uh, as they are. So spe- damn it, I hate when you're right like I this. I know, man. Oh. Holy shit. Speaking of the conference championship games, mm-hmm. I didn't want to ask you just in general, like your feelings on the LSU season, because at this point, let, let's just say we're going to go with the betting odds and they lose to Georgia, which it's it sounds like that probably would happen. Would you be satisfied with the season they had? Uh, 
50% would be happy. 50% would be pissed off. Uh, pissed off because they had a chance. They are, and we're going to allude to it um, when we talk about World Cup. They were in the driver's seat. You controlled your own destiny. The teams that were ahead of you had to play each other. If you just won out, you're there. You didn't have to rely on somebody else to lose. So they had the opportunity. If they do lose to Georgia, again, I'm very optimistic with them, you know, setting the world on fire and getting the upset. But if they do lose to them and then potentially win their, you know, January 6th, you know, championship bowl game that they'll be in because there'll be something for being ranked as high as they are, it's still a 10-win season. You heard me say it at the beginning of the year. LSU isn't a 10-win season type of, like, team. That's what got, you know, Ed Orgeron fired. So it's the first year with, with you know, um, with Brian Kelly. Still some questionable decision-making that he is doing. If you're saying that he's a recruiting-style coach, let's see where they fall. Let, let's see what happens when he gets his players. The positive, you know, the 50% positive that I am is that they can still win 10 games, right? There's still a double-digit win season, and I am better feeling now than I was after the Florida State game when it comes to Brian Kelly being the head coach. Yeah, I feel like for you, and I, I don't know if, if this is true, but I feel like you have to be. It's like a, the season's been a roller coaster. If you told, if I told you after the first week, or I don't know what, what the second game was, but if I told you after the first week you'd finish with 10 wins after that embarrassment to Florida State, you'd probably be happy. And if I told you that you'd finish with 10 wins two weeks ago when you were in the driver's seat after beating Alabama, you'd be kind of bummed out. So it, it's, I think at the beginning of the season, you probably take it, but because as the season went along, the expectations got so high of a potential national championship, you know, you're probably bummed out now. And I, I watched a, a good chunk of that uh, Aggie game. <laughs> I watched it because I wanted the TC, uh, TC, I want LSU to win for you. Cause like, I don't care about college football. So I knew you'd be gassed. Um, it, it's a tough one because Texas A&M going into the season was a, was a, I think they're ranked fifth to start the season and they did have the number one recruiting class last year. So they're, they, do, good. they, they have a lot of talent. It just didn't work out for them. And I texted you before the game, like, dude, I don't know about this one. Like, it just feels like it's, it's fresh for the upset. And they, the boys from uh Texas A&M came to play. It, it's unfortunate. You know, they got, they got their shit together against LSU, but I don't think if you're an LSU fan, I don't think you should feel bad about the season because like I said, Brian Kelly is known as a recruiting guy. He's going to build up the program. You're going to have five stars backing up five stars in a couple of years, but you're going to have some growing pains the first couple of years. And if this is the growing pain of like, you're potentially in the chase for a national championship, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Like I said, revisionist history will make me be pissed off just because like you had the opportunity, like you were saying, you were in the driver's seat to be in the CFP. Um, let it slip through your hands so like you can be happy with making it to, you know, the NFC championship game as a Saints fan, or you can be pissed off that you didn't even sniff the playoffs. Right. So like essentially they were on the verge of getting to the conference championship because of the way that the season turned out. Expectations definitely changed, especially after the Alabama game. That's essentially the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. You win that game. You're just thinking national championship the same way any team wins against a top five ranked team they think they're going to the national championship. So that you rode the wi- the wave of the high, now it's time to ride the wave of the low and just focus on making sure that you play good against Georgia. Even if you lose, finish off the season strong with 10 wins. Yeah. Um, as f- do you want to talk, touch on anything else? Top 10, I know you were you're following the, uh, the, you know, the, the top of the standings this week in college football. Uh, I mean, there's really not too much because of the amount of parity, unfortunately, like we've seen in the league. We haven't really seen like a separation of like a Heisman hopeful. I know we haven't really talked awards. I don't even think we did like odds at the beginning of the season. But Caleb Williams, the quarterback from USC, he's he's the standout right now. It just really depends on how the Pac-10 championship goes. If it goes by the wayside in which, you know, the, the people in Vegas are saying that it's supposed to be a close game. If they have a close game and they get clipped. I have no idea for the first time in a very long time who the hell is going to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Like, there's really no runaway guy. Well, CJ Stroud didn't. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, how is this is Swaggy P up there for uh, Heisman's? Who? You said Swaggy this before. Dude, we were talking about somebody Bryce, else when you said Bryce Young. I called him Bryce, uh, yeah. Nick Young. Yeah, you did. You did. No, so he's not. He got hurt. Uh, so he was on oh, a game. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and then CJ Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. Same thing. Like he, he, they're both probably top fifteen picks in the NFL draft, but just based off of skills, not based off of having you know the Heisman moment that we've seen and mm-hmm. we've gotten accustomed to in the last five ten years. 
Okay. Yeah, and then just the last thing, obviously Clemson the, with a huge loss. To, so I don't know what the spread was, but they lost to South Carolina. And I, I watched a bit of that game at the gym, and I was they literally lost the game on the – well, they didn't they lose the play in this game, but did you see the uh, the kickoff return they tried? No. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, but it ended up by costing them seven points. So they had the, the, the kickoff returner got the ball, ran to a pile of guys, they did the, like the hot potato thing. And then they all scattered and it was a pretty clever design because they confused the hell out of South Carolina's uh, return team. But the guy who got the ball uh, took off to the right and he got tackled. And I tell you the fix was in because he fumbled the ball. Like no one even hit the ball. He just kind of like flung it forward at South Carolina. (laughs) The play was cool as shit, but uh, execution, not so well. And I'm telling you, man, that was the first seed in the Nick Saban ascending to number four and playing Georgia. Was that that play right there? Teams that needed to lose lost. And again, we're we're getting closer and closer to seeing Georgia. I mean, Alabama be in the CFP again. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, since you have no more for college football, let's transition and get to our. I think this might be our second to last segment because we have the one wrap up segment. Mm-hmm. All right, so the World Cup. It's been an interesting ride for the U.S. We have two draws, and it's weird because I know people are loving the moral victory versus England, uh, their top five team in the world, and we tied them, and we looked really good at times. But I texted you the other day, and I was like, that doesn't really do us any good because we're still in the same situation, right? We're in a winner-go-home versus Iran, and that game is tomorrow or probably today if you're listening to a podcast uh, on Tuesday. And... It's interesting, right? Because you were you we we had mixed feelings on this, but your ultimate feeling was what? Win and you're in, right? So like, I am a big fan of not leaving chance up or having to worry about somebody else. You have the ball in your court, finish what you what you're supposed to. So I, for me, it's like you can play balls to the wall. You there's no like leaving anything in the tank because there might not be a next game. Yeah. So like you may see the the best representation of the USA national team because their backs are against the wall. If they lose their out, if they draw their out, there's really only one outcome that they can have that's going to continue their obviously season through the World Cup. Yeah, and that's kind of how the the feeling I had when USA played England because it was 0-0 towards like the 80th minute and if we tied, we still need to beat Iran. Like we need to win. If we lose, we still need to beat Iran. So I'm surprised they didn't go balls to the wall versus England and just come go completely offense and, try and go for the win. Um, but we're here now. If we tie, would, how disappointing would that be? You make the World Cup and you don't lose any games, but you also you don't, don't win advance. a single game. Yeah, that's like the worst part about soccer and hockey. Again, just to tie them in, I hate ties, right? And I know soccer, I mean, hockey got away with ties, but they have overtime losses. You, There's a winner, there's a loser. Like, that's missed me with points. So, like, I get lost in, like, trying to decipher. That's where you kind of lost me with the text messaging back and forth off yeah. air with, like, well, if they did this, then this is the outcome. But if they score this amount of goals, this is the – it's like, dude – you just win the game that's in front of you. That's how that's how it is for me. There's no like after the buzzer. You try to do some calculations to see if you're still in. I mean, a- after this round at least, there's no ties. After right. the group stage, it goes to PKs if if there's no uh, scoring after two extra extra periods. And so the way it stands now, I think England has four points in the table. Iran has three. We have two. Wales has one. The scenarios is as follows. England's pretty much guaranteed to move on, right? If they lose, they still have four points, which based on like the way things stand now, if if we beat Iran, um, we would have more points, but England would have more points than other teams they'd advance. And if we if we tie, they still have they wouldn't go with their friends. So let's just get rid of so England's pretty much for all intents and purposes advancing. Wales needs to have a win versus England, which good luck with that. And then they also need to Iran USA to tie. So that's kind of that they're, they're in the worst situation. Yeah. Iran just has like literally if Iran just ties us, they move on. So they're in the best situation out of England, which is crazy because they get their ass beat. We're, we were talking last episode, like let's just all beat the shit out of Iran. But now they're the one um, 
in good situation. And then obviously we need to win. So it'll be a fun game. Um, did you hear about all the controversy this week between USA and Iran? No, I'm here for it though. Okay. You want to talk about bulletin board material? There we go. Oh boy. So someone at the USA, someone who ran the USA soccer Twitter account or something like that. Um, well, first of all, let me preface this by saying, do you know what's going on in Iran right now? Nope. Can't say I do. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a mess. There's like a ton of protest, uh, and I mean, protest like women's protest. Because wait, is this? Hold on, is this the like seventy five thousand women like yes. went to jail? I yes. did hear about that. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was. So it know, it all USA started with this. One. I I forget her name, and I I feel very uh, wrong not knowing her name. But there was a woman who was not wearing a hijab, which is like the head covering. And they have like a morality police over there in Iran, apparently. And they just beat the shaver and killed her. Um, and yeah, it's bad. Because uh, it's like very Muslim and like, you know, they're very traditionalist. And pretty much like the young women in that country is like, fuck this. We've had enough. Like, we're done with this bullshit. Like, massive protests everywhere. Um, the, the government pretty much is like, yeah, we'll just kill them. Like, whatever. Fuck them. So it, it's just a complete mess. Um, I don't even know where my thoughts were before I got to this. You were uh, talking about the state of Iran soccer team, and then it went into... Oh, the controversy. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so some of the players have shown solidarity with, with the people protesting and stuff. And the person who was running the USA Soccer Twitter account tweeted out the table of the you know the, each team, and they put the Iran flag without the symbol in the middle, which was the Muslim nation symbol. And they pretty much like, like it's there's like a little symbol in the middle of yeah. the Iranian flag, and they they put it out without that. Pretty much has like yeah, like a middle finger to you, like whatever. And Iran was not happy about that. <laughs> they started bitching to the FIFA that we need to get kicked out of the the tournament because we were we were like disrespecting their flags and stuff like that. They're, like the government's all pissed off. We had players. Um, Yesterday, like the USA coach was asked by Iranian media, like, why do you guys have warships in our bay? And like, dude, they were like, people were, and then someone asked, oh man, I don't know if I remember. Someone asked, they're like, kind of like a tit for tat sort of thing. Someone asked Weston McKinney, one of our best players who's black, why would you play for, a, this is the Iranian media, why would you play for a team or a country that's like historically racist and all this stuff? So like, now they're just like pissed off and like trying to get it, get at us and under our skin. And it's just a big thing. And by the way, we do have a little bit of a history with Iran. Like it ain't pretty. So yeah, that's where we are with this, this game. And, uh, we're kidding about bulletin board material. There's a lot I of mean, bulletin I, board material with this game. Yeah. That's, that's like blood, sweat and like shit flying in the air when that game is over. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I feel like soccer does this and I might go down a tangent by doing this, but like, Soccer has the weirdest like following where like dudes could just die from playing the sport. And I'm not saying like, on <laughs> are the you field. saying that? I'm on... not saying on the field. I'm okay. saying like you lose for your country and like motherfuckers go back oh, and get decapitated. I got you, you see what I'm saying? So like, I get you playing for your country and like, it's the honor. You're the, the U S you're the, the Iran national soccer team, right? Olympics, if you want to call it that, but like, Motherfuckers get killed over this type of shit. And I, I just don't understand that it's a it's a game. Right? You kick a ball. But like the fact that like there's, you know, some jabs social media wise. And then like it turns into like something big. where like, hey, you need to be removed from everything involving, you know, the, the, the tournament. Like we don't want you in the concave. We don't want you in the World Cup. None of this. It's like, dog, shut the fuck up and play. It's a sport, and like I, I'll never agree with that type of stuff, man. That that's one of the things that get under my skin when it comes to how soccer or football is like controlled outside of the game, like on the pitch. Yeah, so here's one for you, and I, I, you mentioned like people get killed, like yeah, dude, like it's not typically that bad, but the rest of the world freaking air is crazy, irrationally crazy about soccer, and mm -hmm. it means so much to them, and it means so much to them as like on a world stage getting invited to a world cup just means something that, you know, your country is, has made it. And that's why you see Qatar. They, I watched something on Qatar recently about their bid to get the world cup. I would highly recommend looking into it because it's been, it was the most corrupt bid in the world cup history. Um, they paid off everyone to get it. Um, <laughs> 
I, one of these days, I got to tell you the story behind it. They about five thousand workers died building the stadiums for for this. It was pretty much slave labor essentially to build the stadiums. It was indentured servants. Servants. It's it's a mess. And they spent like eight hundred billion dollars to have this World Cup, and they're making like I don't know a couple billion off of it. They the whole idea is like if you're there, it means something globally. It means that you've made it as a country. I don't know, man. But you really mentioned someone it, dying. <laughs> Do you know about uh, Andre Escobar? Mm-mm. Colombian soccer player uh, in the 1994 that. FIFA World Cup, he scored an own goal. He was a defender and scored an own goal by accident, costing the tournament. He was assassinated after that over a soccer like, match. It's, it's over serious. A goddamn soccer match. Like, give me a break, man. Like, that's. <sighs> crazy dude and, and it's the reason why i put one put it past it why like the u.s just doesn't care about soccer like nah, we'll be good if we're not good we still have seven other sports that we can put everybody's ass in in the olympics if we wanted to if we focused on playing soccer we'd whoop your ass too but it's not a focus of ours like i it's just weird yeah i mean so- soccer is a great game it's it's a game that's loved by the world but it also can have some nasty sides England, I think there's a, it's a, there's a statistic out there that when England loses in soccer, domestic violence rates goes up like 40%. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. People just are just irrational about it, but I we're really selling the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tune in tomorrow, man. Definitely watch the U.S. take the dub. Winner go home. Winner go home. Yeah, that's essentially the thing. All right, we're going to get into our last segment. And, and I think what we've decided it's going to be a recurring theme. Kind of, we, we get to touch on some of the topics that we uh, we brushed off of earlier and we get to kind of close the loop on some things. Uh, we did a, a final, what was a final take round last time? It was what we called it, but we have a new one this this uh, this episode. Uh, you know, Darian had a suggestion. I love it. So let, let's sure. hit it. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. That is fucking fire. If you like, that is incredible. <laughs> if you watch baseball, you know I think the the Mets closer. I, I think his last name's Diaz. He comes out to that. And uh, Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz. Thank you. So we thought of like you know we're the closers. We're gonna close it out. Couple pitches here or there, and get out of here. So uh, I actually want to start today. You started last yeah, go time. Do uh, this was something I wrote down on the paper to talk about during the show, and we forgot to. I forgot to bring it up. So this is kind of what the segment's for. It gets a little housekeeping. Um, Hey man, what what? So what? Can you fill me on what happened with the? Was it a Michigan State player, a Michigan player who got like felony charges? Yeah, seven players um, all got indicted for it. One of them felony charge um, because of the backroom brawl st- style issue that happened. So Michigan State lost to Michigan. Michigan player, which is stupid. The way that the Michigan State stadium is designed, they have to walk through the same tunnel to get to the locker rooms. Biggest rivalry out of those two schools, and both teams have to walk through the same tunnel. Terrible design. Uh, while they were doing that, Michigan player, you know, jarred off towards the side he wasn't supposed to, got pushed. Then he got jumped by a bunch of different Michigan State players. It was disgusting. Uh, amongst that, you know, cops and whatnot didn't break up the fight. They kind of just like, oh, well, you shouldn't be on this side. So there's a lot of inside shit. Yeah. And then, you know, seven people got in trouble for it. One of them has a felony charge. It's like you just ruined your life over a stupid again, stupid game. I love the game, but you just ruined your life yeah. with a felony charge over a stupid game. What is your thoughts? Like I wanted to get your thought on the result of that incident, the felony charges. So they the videos don't have the best capture. Again, it was somebody on the phone, World Star, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> of so course. like it wasn't it wasn't like you were able to see like the aftermath of does it. Does it does it even happen if someone doesn't yell World World Star? Right, yeah. <laughs> But essentially, the video that was released, uh, you can see the player, you know, get jumped. And then you can kind of see, like, the back off part of it. But, like, you can't see if, like, his face is all bloodied up. You can't see if there was everlasting effects after he was taken away and whatnot. Um, so, like, th- the fact that somebody got a felony charge for it is just, like, un- 
ridiculous. Like you don't need to be putting yourself in that type of situation. I'm not blaming Michigan State's design of the stadium when I said that. Like I'm yeah. joking about that part. But like the no, fact I, that you know these grown ass men, you're if you're 18, you're grown. You're making dumb decisions that affect your entire life by doing something like that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard the guy who got slapped with the felony was hitting the man with the helmet. Like he took his he took a helmet, was beating him with the helmet. I mean, you saw my reaction to that. If that's the case, that's what I heard. Yes, like that's again assault with the deadly. That's what weapon. they charge. That's what they're charging you, him with. Your helmet can. Li- we we saw what the damage that Brandon Merriweather caused. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen Garrett uh, Miles Garrett do it. Like you can literally fuck somebody up with that helmet. Like you can brain damage, right? Like we have people that have actual, and there we go. We got a solid fan from Michigan. Uh, appreciate you tuning in for it. Like you can have, like you could potentially kill somebody, right? Like we wear helmets as sports fan. We wear, we wear helmets as football fans to protect our brains, let alone when you take that shit off and you hit somebody in the head with it. Yeah. I like, I took some time to, to think about this and, and kind of break it down internally. And I think that the outcome, like the punishment was probably justified. Right. And then, it, but it's hard, right? Because I'm, I'm coming out in the front saying is I think that there should be some sort of penalization and I, and I'm not going to, I think like, yeah, the charge him, whatever, whatever he's guilty of doing, charge him with. It's so hard though, to like think about football, right. As a sport, it's very violent, right. You are physically trying to hurt people on the field. And we're saying that the difference between trying to violently hurt someone on this piece of grass is okay, but like over here, it's not okay. It's very, it's a gray fine line. And I can understand how someone who's 18 years old and who's in the moment with his, with his, with his buddies and, and trying to like be tough, be part of the crew and get, you know, get caught, gets caught up in the motion of everything and does something dumb. Like I, I feel, I feel partially sad for the, the kids that are going to get slapped with all these the felony or whatever, because like you are screwing up your life, but at the same time, like you have, there has to be consequences to that sort of thing. And yeah, then, that's, that's oh, my bad. I mean, to cut you off, but that's, that's the part where, I, where you, you have to discipline someone. Right. And it's not even saying you have to set an example, but like you have to, you have to let people know, you have to let kids know, you know, the adults that were watching, you can't allow it to get to this. They did. They allowed it to escalate. Granted, you know, there were some, and, and if, you know, T Fraggle is still listening in, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, there were incidents that were, you know, during the game, right? Like referees still have to break people up in the middle of the game. So like, I understand that when you get to the tunnel, like there's a reason why football players pray at the end of the game with the, with the other team. It's because you survived, right? Like you walked away on your you know own recognizance, your own two feet. You weren't carried away in a stretcher, which we see all this happen. So that for you to still bring that emotion, you know, 400 feet away from midfield right like it was still stewing in you to like whoop someone's ass after the game like that's that's where the consequences come in where it's like you had time to like cool down from the emotion the emotional high of a football game and you chose not to yeah and like i said I'm, i'm i'm agreeing with your position and i think what what happened is just I'm also like, it's just hard to start going down a rabbit hole, right, of gray area. So then go back to what happened with Miles Garrett and um, was it Duck Hodges or who who was it, Mason Rudolph? It was Rudolph. When, <laughs> when he essentially did the same thing, right? He took his helmet and, and hit the man in the head. Where is the line? Because if it's the same action, but we're not going to to charge Miles Garrett with the felony because it's on a piece of grass, even though it's not part of the game, but you're going to charge the kid. Like, where is the line? Like, how do you draw the line here? Because both instances are wrong, but one has a significantly different outcome. I guess it all does come down to like, is the person going to press charges as well? Right. So like if Mason Rudolph wanted to press charges, I guess he could, right? Yeah. He'd have the, he'd have the room for it. Right. Especially with the outcome busted open on national television. It ain't even like that was, a. <laughs> there's definitely know, evidence. <laughs> Yeah, like it wasn't like a Sunday, you know, one o'clock kickoff on like CBS while there's a, you know, Patriots Colts game going on, you know, pre 2000s. It was, you know, Sunday night football, (laughs) the largest market that there is for football. I want to busted him open on national television. I want to let you uh, tell your topic, but I know why he wasn't charged. Why is that? No one yelled world star. Somebody in the camera. Somebody in, in the stand. Did you just do the Kawhi laugh? I just. 
I gave myself the Kawhi terrible. laugh. <laughs> that is absolutely terrible. Um, just sports related, but not sports related. Just because it's you know we, we like to talk about other stuff other than what we can go on uh, when it comes to the topics. I want to talk about video games real quick, just because I want to get into that at some point, especially with the Christmas season. Like we can get into it. Um, big recap for for NBA 2K for those that do follow the game. If you guys follow the league that uh, myself, I'm I'm I participate in the GBA league. Uh, the NBA, excuse me, the GBA finals is tonight at nine. Just give you guys a chance. If you, you know, you follow me, definitely follow the GBA league. It's definitely a great time on, uh, on 2k, the pro-am league. Uh, also there's a patch. I don't know if you guys follow it, but if you're able to, uh, see the patch notes is like a new technique where you can run around without using adrenaline boost. Definitely look into that. I know, you know, you have a PS5 now, so this segment uh, might actually be something for you to listen fuck, in on. Fuck them patches. That's all I got to hey, say. Man, because big one. Yeah, go ahead. I don't, I'm not one of those people who put my PS5 on rest mode and I'll just, just fire that thing up right. and it's like, oh, I got an hour to play like before bedtime. And it's like, you have a 55 minute patch to And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Why you don't leave it in rest mode is beyond me. That makes no, it. That's literally what it's meant for. You don't turn. Do you turn off your laptop? Like, or do you close it when you're done? You shut it down. So you let that thing go into airplane. It can't like, be good. Mode when it's it done. can't what? be good to leave something running 24 seven. It has that mode for a reason. What do you mean? It can't be. Good. Hey man, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this call back to the beginning of the episode. I had my PS4 for eight years. I turned that bad boy in for 140 bucks. There's a reason why I got 140 instead of 100. Right, Turn that bad man. boy off. Yeah, exactly. They they looked at it like, you know what? This one has been shut down instead of in rest mode for five years. I think you did a good job with this one. Ain't nobody looking at that shit. Uh, that was basically it. I know I had some shit for SOCOM. For, I, was, I keep calling it SOCOM. Uh, it's definitely Modern Warfare 2. Y'all take care of yourselves when it comes to video games. Uh, I really don't have anything else to go about, man. Trudeau, get us out of here. All right, I want to thank you all for watching today, especially you guys watching live. Good to see a new face. T Fraggle, thanks for joining, buddy. Appreciate it. Remember, podcast drops every Tuesday, Apple, Spotify, all those good places. Give it a thumbs up, rate, review. We'll uh, be back next week with some more bullshit. D? Take care of y'all bread. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all mentals. Y'all be safe. Y'all be lovely out there. Peace!